0: And welcome to Boxcar. It is February 21st, 2021. I'm Kelly.
1: I'm Steve.
0: And welcome back. We're uh, super excited that you're tuning in again.
1: That's a little (laughs) presumptuous to think that people are tuning in again, but if you are, thank you.
0: Thank you, Corey, for tuning in again. (laughs) (laughs) The only one that's listening consecutively.
1: I can see on, like, the the page where I upload stuff, like, stats of where people are listening. And I always try to guess, like, okay, who do we know in Philadelphia? Who do we know in Dallas?
0: Have those states come up?
1: They've come up, yeah. So if we don't know <gasps> anybody awesome. there, it's either, like, some bot that's scraping all the podcasts on the internet or it's genuine people. And if so... Hello, people in Dallas. Hope you're staying warm. Jesus Christ!
0: Oh, for real. Everyone keeps making fun of them from here, and I'm like, you wouldn't like it if we suddenly got a tropical storm or something here. Like, well, you wouldn't like it if here? it was
1: the temperatures that it is here, and you didn't have power to heat your fucking house. That would right. be like that would be bad.
0: Exactly. It's not just that uh, it's cold outside. I'm sorry, Texas. I hope you're okay. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to Texas?
1: I've been to Austin once, um, and I loved it. It was great.
0: Did you have a musical-related experience there?
1: I went for work, um, but there was, like, a street festival going on the whole time I was there right outside my hotel room, so I got to hear, like, a lot of music while I was trying to sleep.
0: Nice. That's yeah. perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, great town. I went to the Alamo Draft House while I was there. Nice. It was It was sick.
0: Nice. I've gone to both Austin and Nashville, and uh, people always tell me to go because of music. But I don't think they understand that like I'm not into like <laughs> people that want to make their careers down there and start with like cover bands. Like they're like everyone right. goes down there to launch their career. I'm like not in like metal and <laughs> right. like yeah, not in punk. every scene. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, there's music everywhere, and it's just like a girl playing guitar at like a coffee shop or like something. And I'm yeah. like, they sound great. Yeah. I just I mean
1: we have potbelly here. We can do that here.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was based, I feel like both are we kinda like Wrigleyville's kinda like that. Like I feel like there's sure. always bands at the bars there, and I'm just like, eh, it's alright. No offense, Texas International. I think I just need to go back and explore more and like get recommendations from people who are more like minded. Yeah. Okay, cool. Totally. Yeah. Cool cities. Um, how have you been handling the winter weather here lately? It's been a fucking mess of here as well. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's, we got a shitload of snow. Thankfully it was not our week to shovel, but this is my oh, first nice. winter having a garage, which is like, oh my God, did I luck out? Like Phenomenal. we've, we've even had to shovel out like in front of our garage door just cause it like the snow gets piled up so high and it, like the plow will just push it and front oh, of our yeah. door but like i'll take that over having to dig my car out every day and like put a lawn chair out in the street for dibs
0: oh yeah for sure how is the it's, like
1: snow and stuff up by you guys
0: it's fine um <laughs> i wasn't home when the second wave came i was at sean's parked on irving and okay. last time the heavy snow came i parked in his garage big mistake because we i couldn't get my car out like, <laughs> you just like it wasn't gonna go down the alley it's so small and so this time I parked on Irving Park Road. And he's in Portage Park, so it's a little icier over there because mm. it's, like, more west or whatever. And uh, it definitely got, like, encased in ice by the plot. Nice. But I had to go to work the next day. So I, like, in a fit of rage, like, dug my car oh, out in an God. hour. And, like, that was all my energy, though, for the day. Like, that was it. So when I got back to my house later after work, I was I couldn't shovel anymore. So, like, I've been paying for parking on the street since it happened because everyone else out here half of them dug out their cars, the other half is just its just snow mounds. Oh my god. Because nobody cares. They're like, they right. just work from home and they're like, I'm not digging it out. And I'm like, but you're, there's snow around your car. It's taking up like a parking spot and a half. Like, right, totally. And yeah. I just wish everybody at once came out to shovel and we could all clear the shoot together. That would be amazing. <laughs> and then no one would have to, dibs, nobody would have to do anything, but no, yeah. like, the world does not work that way, no. unfortunately.
1: Think of how fun that would be, too. You could get it to know all your neighbors.
0: Fun. I, when I first got back And I expected to shovel a spot. I thought about like bringing out a six pack of beer with me, putting it in the snow. And if other people are shoveling, I want to be like, do you want a beer? Like, do you want to make this a little better? Yeah. So next time that happens, I might do that. And I might be like, they'll stay cold. We'll just keep shoveling. Like, it's all good. Nice. But whatever. I'm trusting that this week, as it starts to stay in the 30s, it'll start melting in a decent amount. And I'll just be able to drive on top of the snow and.
1: Nice. And, And you'll get through it.
0: We'll get through it. Yeah. It's funny, the two snow storms ago, Sean and I like didn't do anything that night. But um because like we were like scared of it. And I'm like, I think we're extra scared of it because we're not dealing with anything anymore. So like right. this is something to be afraid of. I was like, <laughs> but if there's a concert going on tonight, I'd be taking an Uber. I'd be like, no, I'm going. Well, right, I'll right. walk there if I have to. So it's just crazy how our um, tolerances have changed like the whole pandemic like more aggravation it's just like nope not doing anything totally
1: but totally yeah the threshold has gotten a lot lower
0: yeah exactly so yeah that's about it in and in non-music life just nice. snow and agony yeah <laughs> I started Sound of Metal yesterday, but I haven't finished it. Did you watch that movie?
1: No, I've heard it's good.
0: I started it before it got to the depressing part, though. Like he like just started losing his hearing, and I'm like, up, up, up. And I just like so like ten minutes in, and I was like, up. And I just turned it off, and I was like, we'll do this later when I'm more ready. <laughs> that was my biggest fear. And my ears your already ring. Yeah, because I already my ears ring a little bit already. And I ended up mm. buying eargasm earplugs right before uh, like in February last year. Um and they didn't come in time for Cult of Luna. Okay. And that would have been it, a good But that show was to have fine. Before. That show was pretty well mixed. I never felt yeah. like it was overbearing. Um, but obviously, like, the Metro is the worst. Because they have those stacks of, like, the yep. amps or whatever. And so mm-hmm. if you don't get to a central part, you're kind of, like, really taking and beating like, the entire time. Oh, for time. sure. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. Right. But, like, I was like, okay, I should probably get some, like, decent earplugs. So I got Eargasm earplugs. And I haven't had a chance to wear them yet. And, uh... Yeah, I sh- I wish I bought them sooner, but whatever.
1: <laughs> well, now you'll get you'll get a chance to break them out fresh, because like, you're gonna need them. We're gonna be going to shows like constantly when this is over.
0: It's very true. There will be no there will be no no's. Like it'll just be like nope going, nope going yep. every time.
1: <laughs> Never heard of them. Don't like the venue, but I'm going. <laughs> I just <laughs> want to okay. be around people and drink overpriced beer again.
0: Hell yeah! Steve and I were just talking earlier this week about new venues coming to Chicago, which is not really new venues, but um. Double Door is going to open back up, supposedly, um, in Uptown. Very awesome for any Chicago listeners. Very exciting. Um, I think the last show I saw with you there was maybe Brendan Kelly or something like that. I, I think like it was Dillinger. I
1: saw Dillinger 4 there with you.
0: Oh, nice. I don't remember that one. <laughs> uh, I All my Double Door shows have been forever ago. I really didn't go in the last couple of years. I feel
1: yeah, like. I didn't either.
0: Yeah. I saw a lot of dispute there once. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I never went to a whole lot. I, I am excited to see what they'll bring back once they move and, like, what they're trying to book. I'm sure it will still be, like, mostly punk and stuff, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, did you see that thing they are going to open up the Morton Salt? Or the old Morton Salt plant is, like, a venue as well. Like no a way! One? Yeah, like a, a riverfront thing. I'm almost picturing, like, a Ravinia-style sort of setup. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That would
1: be sweet. That's, like, pretty yeah. close to me, too. That would be nice.
0: Yeah. And, like, I don't know, the downtown area... Pretty much just has like House of Blues, Chicago Theater, right? Um, which are cool, but like it's nice to have another thing in the mix right by the train station.
1: It's yeah, pretty cool. So that's uh, sweet.
0: I know it's like not only do we not have any venues shut down, but now we're getting like two new ones. Yeah, like, that's
1: a good sign. That's a really good yeah. sign. Yeah,
0: it's on the horizon. Yeah, so tight, everyone. It's on the horizon. <laughs> what should we start with? I just talked about Cult of Luna. I was thrilled to see that you added them to our playlist mm, for this episode. Mm. I meant to ask you last episode about that song, if you heard it, so... Oh, uh... yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yes, That's, that Savory Boy was well listened to.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we'll start with that, since it came up so naturally. Yes. So, Cult of Luna released a new EP uh, earlier this month called The Raging River, which has uh, a handful of songs on it that they recorded at the same time they were recording um, their last full-length album, A Dawn to Fear, which was think two years ago i think it was 2019 um and this is kind of all tracks from those either those same writing sessions or recording sessions uh but yeah i i've been really i've been listening to it a lot lately and i'm really enjoying it so i thought maybe we could play the only track short enough to uh (laughs) feasibly be played on a podcast where we listen to full tracks and even then, it's it's pushing it it's six minutes but
0: this is what we're gonna get this is good as we're gonna get
1: (laughs) yeah Um, So why don't we take a listen to What I Leave Behind by Cult of Luna, and then we'll see you back here in 5 minutes and 57 seconds.
0: Sounds good. what a tight track per usual from these tight swedish meatballs
1: <laughs> i know it's i love the way that they uh like just absolutely pack the mix full of music like it's it's just such a dense sound that they have
0: Mm-hmm. very full
1: yeah it's, and like i love all of the electronic elements in there that's like a relatively new thing for them The kind of like like it's like an evil theremin almost like that's (laughs) something that they introduced on vertical i think which is i guess like 10 years ago now but relatively recent um for them and i i just love what that brings to it it's very like doom and gloom apocalyptic feeling
0: i think we have touched on it before how much how nice that doom sound is as you get older and i don't know what that says about like our characters as we age but we're like um it's just like sweet death looming like totally. all times or something i'm like yeah this is it
1: <laughs> yeah this is the end surely this um, year
0: i like there's this uh musician called perturbator who's a dark wave musician he's got a he remix one of their songs with them oh cool um, i think it's called cygnus
1: oh yeah yeah that's from yeah, uh mariner
0: yeah, that uh, that whole was it an EP, Mariner?
1: It's an album, but it's a collaboration they did with Julie Christmas, who's yeah. from um, uh, Made Out of Babies and Battle of Mice. She's like like really cool metal vocalist.
0: She was in a band with Greg a long time ago. Oh, was one she? One album, yeah, one album. I can't remember what they're called.
1: I gotta look that up because that's always loved her vocals, and I was really excited when her and Cult of Luna collaborated
0: yeah it's a it's a cool sound I like that Mariner album
1: yeah they did a tour Um, one of the tours I missed them on was they were playing that album in its entirety Um, but they were coming to Chicago on my anniversary with my girlfriend so I skipped that one and luckily they they still they came back they delivered yeah
0: Spilacopa Spilacopa cool I'll have to check that out and I don't know if like That was, like, a one-and-done project. Or if, like, Just Greg was on one album and it it went further. I think it was, like, a one-and-done thing. But, yeah, Copa. Cool. Is her main thing made out of babies? Is that, like, her main band?
1: I think that's what she is known for. I don't even know if that band is still around. I only have one of their albums. But, like, she's somebody where, like, when I listen to her music, I feel very scared. Like, especially (laughs) Battle of Mice and Made Out of Babies. it, It, like... It's terrifying, especially Battle of Mice because it's, it's just this like kind of really haunting, dark sounding thing where it's like, I'm going to die right now. Like,
0: wow, I don't that... know
1: what it is. It's just it's very evocative. So I think like she meshes so well with Cult of Luna on that album because it's like, yeah, they're just a they're a good match.
0: Interesting. It's almost like a cast of characters.
1: Yeah, but, uh, totally.
0: Uh, yeah, like a unhinged evil but you like him character with yeah. like he's calm like i mean cult of luna isn't calm is a really weird word for cult of luna but i think it's in mm-hmm. its own way like it's it's pretty consistent the whole time like on their albums and i'm like yeah it's like chill in a way like if i'm driving it's great to yeah. drive to because it's just like nothing's gonna come out at me right, <laughs> just right. going back to like yeah. the scared thing or like i'm right. gonna die like kind of thing it's just like uh, a healthy, slow burn. A prescribed burn. That is yeah. the term for forests. Totally. They do that. There we yeah. go. Yeah, it's um, very,
1: like, just about building atmosphere and, like, ambience and kind of, like, building a feeling and not not about, like, kind of quick songs.
0: No jabs, no stabs. Right,
1: right. Just it, a good time. Yeah, just like a big, <laughs> it's like a weighted blanket of music. <laughs>
0: There we go. I yeah. like that. <laughs> like it's a little scary cuz you're weighted down, but it's okay.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's
0: not going to get shut.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to to buy this EP, but they they just started a label to release their own stuff, which is oh, sick. sick for them, but it's based in Sweden where they're from, so it's like I went to buy it cuz it was like 25 bucks or something or maybe euros to get like the cool like special edition like screen printed splatter vinyl. And then I went to check out and the shipping was like 30 bucks. I, was like, oh, I can't oh, spend right $60 on, on a five song EP as much as I like it. So
0: yeah.
1: once I can go back into record stores again, I'm hoping it'll turn up at Reckless or something here and I can pick it up.
0: Yeah, maybe Bucket of Blood might be more keen on yeah. it too since yeah. I like metal a lot and stuff like that. I haven't um, been
1: there in many, many years, but that that place ah. is great.
0: Worth it. I want to move to Avondale one day, and that's like a highlight. It's just to like walk over. They have like a sci fi book club too, usually, and something like oh, God. Cool. I would love to like live a block away, and walk over, and be like, do, 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 do. yeah, let's talk about scary stuff. Yeah, um, totally. They, uh, they're just peep- I would have loved to have watched it before we record, but Gate had a live stream this weekend. Oh, nice. And, uh, it's probably still going on till tonight, but, um, they were, um, promoting that they got a bunch of those the, their new records and so i'm like hell yeah i might i might go I might go buy it from them one nice of these days but yeah bucket of looks cool what a cool shop yeah um, it's a
1: great vibe and the the who's the guy that runs it i can't remember his name
0: I, I can't remember his name either. He's like the redheaded guy, you I mean? But like, yeah. And then like I think him and his wife own it. Um, and they're always uh, their social media is so fun. Like just like they always like show like fun sides of themselves, like with their cats and stuff like that at home. Um, I think it's cats. I think they have animals. <laughs> Someone's gonna be like, who the fuck are you talking about? Like they really know him. Fuck it. I'm just gonna pull it up. This is this is the improv episode.
1: That's true. We we have a very loose structure that we're working yeah. around which we haven't even told people yet. I guess if they've seen the episode title they know what we're talking about but
0: yeah. Exactly. They do have a cat. I could see that. Okay, but, great. Um, their Instagram's great. It's a fun time. Oh. Sorry, I just they really put something up that I want. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah i'm like looking i'm like oh you guys have that why those was like five years ago and i just got if you if you've been listening to recent episodes i just got in the vinyl game and i'm frequently bitching to steve about how i'm like i wasn't ready for another vice like
1: yeah now i
0: can't let go especially when you're like just
1: starting to build up your collection you're like oh i could buy that well i don't have that yet well i don't have anything by them and it's like right yeah i'm i'm in like a vinyl buying kick right now too because it's like I think I mentioned before, like I moved all of like my kind of just for Steve records into the office. So like I'm realizing all this stuff that I don't have that I now want to listen to. So I've like I just got three things in the mail today. Wow. But Discogs has been great.
0: Yeah, I've peeped it once. I, I'm amazed at how many CDs are on there. How many people are still like selling CDs and trading CDs and yada, yada, yada. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know who's buying them, but I guess it's cool that there's a market <laughs> for
0: that. I have a friend that loves CDs. Okay. He buys the albums all the time. That is just his, like, favorite format. And he lo- so he loves Discogs. And he's, like, always on there. Nice. I'm like, interesting. I'm like, that's cool. I didn't know anyone made them. That's <laughs> fascinating.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm talking shit on CD collectors sitting in front of a wall full of Blu-rays. <laughs> half of which, like, don't even work anymore. <laughs> so I should not fucking talk.
0: It's okay. <laughs> we're all, we're all... We all have something.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you, I guess you're voice. sitting in front of a wall full of CD jewel case inserts. So Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know what else to do with it pretty good. <laughs> That's as
1: good a thing as any. Right? Yeah.
0: The CDs themselves are just in those jacket books. Like they're just in those binders. So I'm just like, eh. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. Those things.
0: My car doesn't even have a CD player. They stopped putting CD players in cars. It's <laughs> terrible. You have to go and get your own sound system for those.
1: Our car has a CD player, which I think that thing that's been in it for the last three years now has been a copy of the Lolita book on tape that Megan bought because Jeremy Irons like is the one reading it. (laughs) So we'll just listen to that sometimes when we're driving. That sounds nice. That's a nice backup plan. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What else do we got on our our bag of tricks today?
1: Well do you want to move on to kind of what we're uh what our main course is now that we've had a little appetizer.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we're going to talk this week about uh, the newest piece of the fucked up Zodiac series, which is act one of year of the horse, which I, I felt some confusion. I, th- I think you did, too, because I was like, oh, sweet new fucked up album. But it's only one song, but it's 20 minutes. Is this the whole thing? But it says there's four other parts. So we're going to talk about the first piece of it and then if more gets dropped, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it then, but I feel like it's, there's enough here to, to do a, a good deep dive on.
0: Definitely. What um, did you think of this? It was a good time. Um, usual. I say this with the best intentions ever. Fucked up has maintained their, their, their presence of, I, how am I trying to say this? Fucked up is once again, a band that I can't exactly show off to people unless they already like them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. And, <laughs> I've never successfully shown anyone who fucked up is, and they were like, oh, I love this. Like, right. they have to have already liked them to enjoy the music because it's just, or they have to find it on their own. They have yeah. to organically find it and get lost and be like, this is really charming in its own weird way. And yeah, it is. And this is, I feel actually like the parts of the song itself are very easy to swallow. Like, um, they said they were like, dedicating the album to like riley gale and um there's a lot i love those like metal riffs that were like throughout the song or whatever they're like really tight and i don't know if that was like a little nod to um power trip or something like that but uh that was a lot of fun but of course like there's like so many different parts so many different parts of the song um that's almost laid out like, would you say like a fable or a play? I guess it's like act one, so yeah, it's like theatrical. Yeah, I think
1: it, it's structured like a play. And it's yeah. got, you know, a ca- it's got a cast of characters. It's got acts and scenes. Um, it's got stage direction in it. Like, yeah, it's definitely, even for them who are like not strangers to narrative songwriting mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of st- storytelling in their music, like even this feels like a new thing for them but i was in i was into it it definitely threw me at first hearing you know like narration and stuff in there and like more spoken word elements but i mm-hmm. think it really like the more i listened to it the more it it kind of uh congealed into like this understandable digestible like music and story and i i really really liked it and i'm really excited to see like what the rest of that the album is like,
0: I um, I wonder when the last time they played shows was, and I feel like it's been a while, and I wonder if they're stepping back from live performance because they're all busy and other bands and have children and stuff. But um, I could see if like a band steps back dramatically from live performances and writes stuff like this solely because mm-hmm. I it, this is hard to do live. I just don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't how know that
0: the, Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know <laughs> that
1: they have done their zodiac stuff live they might have but like yeah you would it would have to be just that because it's so long and like it it does not fit in anywhere else like it's it's i think the they're like i was just looking at their website earlier and like the zodiac stuff has its own separate website like it's it's that much of a like a a project in and of itself
0: that's pretty cool i like that sort of uh I, separation? I don't know. I like that they are kind of giving it its own space to, to grow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to look fucked up up on setlist.fm because I'm like when was the last time they played? October 2019. So like granted it was right before things hit. It's like I don't know how much they really tour. I can't remember the last time they were here well, aside they, from like Riot Fest.
1: I mean 2019 is when their last full length come out came out. So gotcha. they were probably touring that which I, gotcha. I listened to that again this week. But nice. Um
0: Well they, they played in April twenty nineteen. I just missed out, per usual.
1: I mean, we've <laughs> seen them many times. So he's through. Uh, but this I'm true. next time they come through, I'm I'm gonna see them again for sure because they've got a lot of they've released a lot of great stuff since the last time I saw them.
0: Yeah. Um have you listened to you recently listened to Greatest Story Ever Told by the Lawrence Arms, right?
1: I did, yeah. Okay. I like just kind of discovered that as Skeleton Coast was coming out.
0: Yeah, that's kind of laid out like, um, theatrically. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or Circus, I think it it kind of takes it, but it's like, you know, I think there's things like act one, act two, like, right. in it or whatever. And then when you look at the CD jacket, I'm gonna have that line around up here. I don't know. <laughs> they have, like, interesting notes in there, like, cues, I think. If, if mm. I remember correctly, this is going back to my 14-year-old brain. <laughs> but uh, I, they kind of tried to do that, I felt like, on that mm. album, um, which is cool. And it's it's interesting to see this on a much greater level, just on this one track and that set of notes that you sent me. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting take. It's It mixes things up a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's like I I admire them so much for having this ambition and like and actually meeting it. Like we, you know, remember in college being so excited for Sufjan Stevens' Fifty States project, and it's like <laughs> probably not gonna probably not gonna complete that one. But like the fact that they set out to do a concept EP about every year of the chinese zodiac and like they're actually going to finish it probably is just and and like it'd be one thing to do a song about each one but to do like a whole like you know at the very shortest like 10 minute song about each of these things that's structured and has its own you know kind of motifs and like they're very like I don't know, they they all, all exist as like one condensed uh whole thing. It's probably the worst way a... I've ever described something in my entire <laughs> life.
0: I think they give room to just not short it. Like they don't they, they give enough room to like really not half ass it, I'm guessing. Totally. This is the only one I've listened to. I'm not really familiar with these Zodiac projects. Um but uh just from this that I can tell, like they left nothing out. And if like the rest of the songs are just that full, I feel like Hell yeah, I can see why they want to do an EP per, per Totally. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be year. fun
1: to write stuff that is like this Yeah. scale. You know, something like this huge and sweeping and like, I don't know, co- like collaborating with different musicians for like the strings and the electronics and the different vocals and stuff. Like that's got to be really fun to put together. But yeah, I mean, it says yeah. in the liner notes, like recorded from February 2016 to February 2021. Like it's a lot of... <laughs> A lot of work to put this together. And it, it's I think like a it. a movie. Yeah, it shows like the effort that went into it is, it's huge and sweeping. And I, and I appreciate what they're doing.
0: It's pure art.
1: It really is. Art, like,
0: art in its purest form.
1: <laughs> I, I was revisiting them a lot in the last couple of weeks since this came out. And like, I listened to the whole Zodiac series, which I like. I mainly listen, when I listen to them, I mainly listen to their albums and then like. Mm. Um, I listen to whenever a new one of these comes out. I'll kind of listen to it a couple times, but listening to it all the way through again, like I, I am starting to think they are my favorite band that is currently working and like wow. currently making music because it's just like the sheer volume of stuff that they put out and like the level of consistency and quality is like I, I can't think of any other band that works this hard and is this good consistently.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, just from that perspective, like just the full the full every element that goes into it, I can see. I can I think they're favorite band really. and they're nice people. That helps.
1: Yeah, they're they're good folks.
0: We can attest <laughs> to one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you trying to play it or not?
1: <laughs> well, I cut out uh, a little piece of it that I think could could work as a sample. That's like four minutes. Nice. So I, th- I think it's think...
0: very appropriate. <laughs> 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 I was like, I wonder what we're gonna do.
1: <laughs> so this is the I think scene four. Okay, it's the end of scene three and the beginning of scene four. And the reason I wanted to play this part is because my favorite part of this like whole piece is the like kind of Pegasus theme or refrain that happens at the beginning of the song, and then it comes in again later. And it's like, it's just so beautifully crafted like it's this kind of like soaring guitar riff and i think damien's vocals are so great here i think the lyrics are very like emotional and i i don't know i think it's it seems like every one of the zodiac series has like a, a something that it hangs on and i think this is probably that piece for year of the horse like year of the rat has a really great like chorus and like guitar part that is very hooky um, and I, I, just think this is so well done. And then the beginning of scene four is like this kind of more electronic piece that feels kind of like, um, parts of Dossier your dreams and like, you know, that kind of stuff that they're experimenting with more. And I think it's a really interesting juxtaposition that works and flows really well. Hell yeah. So here is, but a small chunk of a, uh, <laughs> 20 minute mammoth that is act one of Year of the Horse.
0: Was a good snippet that you that that you had selected there. Thank you. It
1: was hard to find a place to to cut it because it all flows very I don't know, very organically one part to the next, which I think is another strength of it. Yeah. But it I, doesn't
0: you don't get bored of it, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of variety to it. Like I think there's kind of little musical moments that that come up a couple times throughout and I, I it's just it's so ambitious, and I think it's really commendable that they they pulled off something like this thus far. I mean, who knows? Acts two through four could be just complete garbage, but so far the first act <laughs> is uh, is really good.
0: It's like the singles, like singles off of albums. Yeah. I feel like there's like diehard Foo Fighters fans out there, and I'm like, why? I'm like, I think their <laughs> singles are pretty good. But then like if someone plays an album for me, I'm like... Eh,
1: I was hey. wondering, like, what, I don't know if you watched any of the like... Uh, inauguration festival thing with the b- different bands that played, but they, the Foo Fighters like played a song, and I <laughs> said to Megan like, "Are there Foo Fighters fans? Like, I know that people like them, but are, like, are there f- people that are hardcore into Foo Fighters?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, there like, there are people that really really like them." I was like, "Sweet, that's cool." That
0: reminds me of something I thought I remembered I wanted to say about this song, actually. So when I was listening to it, I'm like, this sounds like a really classy, serious, tenacious D-pick of Destiny. <laughs> like, it's like, it kind of reminds me of, in a way. Like, it's very, like, epic and, like, totally. oh, shredding yeah. and, like, stuff like that. But very serious. And I, the reason that there's the Foo Fighters connection is Dave Grohl's the devil or whatever in the oh, sure. so I was like, <laughs> I was like, why did I... Why did they come up the other day? I'm like, oh cuz I was watching Pick of Destiny nice. the other day. I mean, which I hadn't seen in years. So, uh,
1: I actually have never seen night.
0: that. It's uh but you've, like tenaciously, sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like silly. It's very epic like you know they tell like tall tales uh-huh. and stuff like that. Um Pick of Destiny is pretty silly. Um I think it's on HBO right now. Okay, you nice. know, to take nice. some time. <laughs> um it's they're great, great music. I mean, they're really yeah, good. Yeah. Um but uh it's it's very yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um.
1: <laughs> I would not have expected Foo Fighters to come up in our fucked up discussion, but
0: no. here they are. Here they are. I, th- um. I
1: think it's like, that makes sense, because I think what Tenacious D like riffs on a lot is, um, you know, kind of like that epic type of rock and metal that's kind of like fantasy oriented <laughs> and like big sweeping concept albums. And yeah, I think that's what I mean, fucked up's done that a couple of times, but. I like this has a whole world that is built around it, which it reminds me a lot of Stephen King's Dark Tower series, like just that kind of weird post-apocalyptic Western type world, but there's also magic and there's like a wasteland and like it, it, I love, I loved reading those books and being in that world. And I, I like being in this world as well. And like, I am excited to hear more music from this album, but I'm also like genuinely interested in, how the rest of this story goes because i think it's like it's definitely more than just kind of lyrics that have character names and shit like that attached to them like it feels like a f- fully fleshed out story which i appreciate
0: yeah um not a lot of the like, ambitious that you you keep saying ambitious is like the absolute like hit nail on the head because i mean it's easy to exhaust people when you try to do stuff like this. Totally. Like they're not always on board. They're like, "Don't make me work as the listener." <laughs> right? Blah blah blah. They they were ambitious in taking that on, and I think they do it very well. They, there's nothing exhausting about it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're willing to listen to it, here it is. Like just get carried away, swept up away in it. Um, Coe and Cambria do that too. They like write comics and stuff, and like make. Um, stories and like write albums about them and stuff but i'm not nearly as interested like it's very Mm -hmm. cool and maybe one day when i have the time i'll like get those comics and like read them because i I do think they're a really good band and Mm -hmm. they make really cool progressive music and stuff but um this is like way more this is like so like whimsical and like um, yeah reminds me of like staring at like stained glass that like would tell a story totally totally that's that's the vibe for sure definitely so yeah I'm excited to talk about this again in a different episode and hopefully we'll get it. We'll get it soon. Um, I saw that it says also two, three, four on Bandcamp, but I'm guessing that's just later. That's for like later or something. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I I don't know how, like how they're going to piece this out and when they're going to release it. Like, I, I don't know if this is meant to be like a single for the rest of the album or if it's like they, I, I, I truly don't know. So I'm interested to see what happens next because like, yeah, like this track comes with its own liner notes that like end where the song ends and, and then it says the bottom fucked up will return in Year of the Goat, which yeah, will be the next one. But that. it's like, wait, what what about the rest of Year of the Horse? <laughs>
0: Let's finish
1: is, one year. Like <laughs> is is Act Two gonna be Year of the Goat? I don't know. Oh. I was really I was genuinely trying to find out, like, online, like what is when is the rest of this coming? And I have no idea. So I guess we'll just find out. I mean I didn't know that this one was coming. They like Announced on Twitter the night before, like, we have a new record coming out. And it was this. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. They're keeping us in suspense.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Bands these days love to release lots of teasers and then finally release things. And you're like, well, I don't don't care anymore. Right. Yeah. But uh, Fucked Up is keeping the carrot on the end of the string here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do like when a band will just be like, hey, here's a new album. And, like, surprise drop it. Like, I think that's... Yeah. I i i like that because it like there's no you haven't exhausted the first song that comes out yet you know like usually when a song comes out like that's a single for an album that's coming out in like three months by the time the album comes out you're like all right i i am sick to death of this song because i've listened to it so many times because i want right. new music from this band
0: greg almost i thought he was releasing too many singles for the album that uh-huh. he put out. um it was like and like he kept I almost, I sort of wish I got all of them. Like, he kept, like, them putting out, like, vinyls for each track. There's probably five singles off the album in total. And I was excited every time, because I really liked that album. But at the same time, I was like, well, are you just gonna, like, what, well, like, when the album finally comes out, like, I don't know if I'm gonna be, like, quite as, like, excited anymore right. and stuff. And obviously, I liked it a lot. It was fine, but it really encroached on that line of, like, have I already heard the best songs? Like, totally. I wasn't crazy about, like, the ones that came out toward the end. um, But I ended up loving it. So, I mean, it was cool. But, man, like, I I guess, like, I I think I'm thinking about, like, local bands more. They'll, like, constantly post, like, updates and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you're not big enough for anyone to really care, first of all. No (laughs) offense. Love local music. Was part of my life for a very long time. Um, But you're posting, like, everyone cares. And then you're posting about the same thing so much that no one's going to want to come to your show anymore. Like, nobody cares. Like, I just... Uh-huh. It's I a, it's a balance
1: that you have to hit, where it's like, you got to self-promote, but you don't want people to be like, all right, we get it. You have a...
0: And maybe that's the magic of fucked up, is, like, the mystery of it. And, like, yeah. how once you do get the end product, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, I mean, like they're that. like... Their discography is so just absolutely massive that, like, there's yeah. no way you could... I mean, I was... I was like trying to comb through a lot of it over the last month because it was like I have and listen to their albums all the time and I listen to the Zodiac stuff a decent amount, but like there's so many singles and seven inches and splits and stuff that like they just release constantly and it's never stuff that winds up on an album or anything. And it's like I don't know how they do it. Like they had a couple of years ago, they had like a pop up record store. Like that was literally just their stuff. Like they have a <gasps> they have a big enough discography that they can have an entire store that's just them. Like, were
0: they clean out the warehouse or something?
1: I, I don't <laughs> know why. I mean, it was really cool to see. It. I think it was just in Toronto, but like
0: that's hilarious. I mean, that's
1: yeah, it's amazing. Like you could. God help me if I ever decide I want to start collecting all of their stuff because it will bankrupt me.
0: I'm 100% down a drive to Toronto if, if with a day's notice if that's something <laughs> that happens again. That'd be pretty cool to
1: that would see. Be, that would be cool to see for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, just be like, all right, fine. I'll just head north. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Find it sometime.
1: Um, um, so do you want to move on to some other stuff we l- did slash listened to? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think in the realm of things that I can't describe to people, and like, or like a band that I try to pitch to people but can't make them understand or something, is uh 68, the band 68. All their music is like you can categorize it as like weird noise punk folk. Like they're just like interesting, and I can show somebody the, their tracks. And to some people, it might sound awful. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to describe it. Um, I think it's great. However, their live shows are so... Imp- like, they, like, t- they like start a song, but then, like, the rest of the song is, like, stretched out, like, seven minutes long and, like, improvised. And, like... Oh, cool. They'll just, like, randomly, like, put his, like, guitar on the amplifier. And, like, <laughs> it's a two-piece band. And the front man will just, like, start, like, hitting the drums with the drum or whatever. But it sounds cool as hell. And it's just, like, looping and it's weird. Oh, cool. And I'm, like... And I always tell people, like, don't judge their music until you see them live because it is a trip. Like, it is just, like, so cool. Um, it consists of uh, Josh Scogan from The Chariot, and he also, like, started Norma Jean a really long time ago. Oh, okay. And then just a drummer. So, like, it's um, quasi chaotic but mm-hmm. really cool. But this latest song, and they actually have a – they released two singles so far off their up, what's going to be their upcoming album. But the one I put on our playlist today is called The Knife, The Knife, The Knife and um i think this is actually a song i think i could like show somebody and be like yep this is the 68 and they'll probably be like oh i'm into this or i'm not into this like it's very direct it's not too weird um so yeah if they're if you don't like this song i highly still recommend that if you just like music you should go see them if they ever come to your town because they are so entertaining to say the absolute least so without further ado let's give uh, the knife times three a whirl
1: Yeah, I can see how that would be a an accessible track because I'd never heard of these guys before, and I was like, "Wow, that's sweet."
0: Yeah, they are. uh, That is actually that song reminds me a lot of like how they play live. It's just very like spread out. Um, slow, like slowed down, kind of like I don't know. Folk was totally the wrong word, by the way. It <laughs> much more appropriate. I was like, "What word am I looking for?" i'm Like blues, it's blues. Like the guitar yeah. is like super like bluesy and stuff like that. But they are folks. Like,
1: they're the two of them are folks. So they're folks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, what a cool band. I've seen them twice at Cobra Lounge, and it's been hot as fuck every time. Oh, you can perfect. imagine. It's perfect every time. I'm like, no, this is everything it needs to be just drinking up the, like the beer can't stay cold like it's like one of those shows um and it just fits the mood every time but they are so I just think they're such a tight band um so yeah highly highly recommend um seeing them when shows open again I'm so happy to see them put new songs out cause like I'm always afraid like this this time that everyone's head off is going to make bands quit or like Mm -hmm. they're going to stop. But luckily it seems like the opposite. Everyone's still putting out new music and I'm like, good. Like I just want to show more people this band so badly. I'm like, all right, good, good, good. Like it means you're probably going to tour then, Like Mm when this like all opens back up. So um, yeah, super excited about that. So.
1: I love that like weird kind of part towards the end where it like the beat kind of drops out and then comes back in really quick. It's like,
0: yeah it's like just forwards backwards yeah it's
1: <laughs> it's very cool it seems very simple on his face like it seems kind of like dirty blues rocky but it's like mm-hmm. you can tell there's there's some more to it
0: he's uh, always so there's already there's and they're older tracks, they do a lot of weird vocal stuff and he'll like go up to the microphone and like slap his like Adam's apples like he's like <laughs> singing all the time so like he's like, like like he like doesn't there's no bounds and like like I said, sometimes he'll just like put his guitar against the amp and just let the feedback like loop and loop and Sweet. loop all like they just go and do weird shit and like it's just, it's so good. Like he'll just t- like also like take the snare drum like away. Like, all the drums <laughs> like He's playing the same beat but without the snare or whatever and it's just so cool and it's a long set every time and I never, I can't walk away. Like I can't remove myself from it. It's just so tight. Um. Yeah, that's, that's 68. I like Kind em. of a unique sound, too, for, I guess, bands putting out music now. It's, it's very unique, and uh, I don't really listen to a whole lot of stuff like that, so kind of cool.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: But also even listening, to? Uh,
1: I got a couple things here. Maybe I'll play... This is a short one. So, Mikey Erg, who is the lead singer of the now defunct band, the Ergs, who are one of my favorite pop punk bands of all time have released two of, I think the greatest pop punk records of all time. Um, He's been putting out music just under his own name for a couple of years now, which I have liked quite a bit. And he's got a new album coming out uh, maybe later this month um, that I think he's billed as being like kind of more, punk focused and his recent solo stuff and he's been dropping a couple tracks from it that have been great so i'm going to play rumble strip by mike Yerg and then uh then we'll see you back here in a minute 25 here we go bye <laughs> yeah i'm i'm very stoked for for what else he releases on and i think that's going to be a really good album the artwork has been released for it already and it's a riff on the first clash album which i'm i was very pleased to see and i it's always kind of a bummer when like a part of a band like a singer or somebody goes off on their own and does their own thing and it's like you you want more of the band that they're from but you still like the stuff that they're doing and i think what's so great about his solo stuff is it's like it feels very much like a continuation of what he was doing with the ergs which is like very fast very kind of descendancy pop punk like not overly melodic but Just kind of cleverly written, really fast. Like the musicianship was always impeccable. He's like the drummer and the singer of the band, which is always really cool to see. And like he's a terrific drummer. So like I don't know how you can do that and sing at the same time. But like the ergs had a very like almost kind of jazz influence on them at certain points. Like it's their music was kind of more complex than pop punk typically is. So it's just it's very satisfying that he's like doing music that is still sounds like what I liked so much about the ergs and it's like clearly he likes making it too which it's that's always nice to see so keep an eye out for that one
0: it's music that adds years to your life honestly
1: totally like (laughs)
0: nice and fast (laughs) like you like very youthful
1: I saw them at um the they did a reunion set the ergs did at riot fest in whatever the last year 2019 I guess Um, oh really That's yeah and it was like I was so psyched because I never thought I would get to see them live and I was like right in the front it it was at one of the smaller stages um and like people were just so fucking soaked like people were shrieking along to every word and at some point there was a like someone crowd surfing that kicked me in the face and my glasses (sighs) got kicked off and it's like everybody's jumping around and moshing I was like well, fuck, there goes my glasses. And I found them and they were not broken. And I put them back on. And it was like, they're like kind of a, you know, nerdy, dorky band. Like they all have glasses. And it was like the most appropriate thing that could happen at an ERG show. And it felt like I will always remember that set and that being a part of it. And it's, I'm glad I have that memory.
0: What a moment. I know. (laughs) That's awesome. I love stuff like that. That's cool as hell. Um, I like the smaller stages at Riot Fest. Some of my best memories have been from those side stages, same. like from. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to describe them to somebody that's never been. Like, it's like they're behind the carnival rides. Those stages. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's. I
1: think you and I saw a set at that same stage at Riot Fest. I can't remember who it was, but.
0: Oh yes, you. Uh, you. We ran into you, and I was like do you want to go do this thing? I can't. And then we saw the circus. We saw yep. the, fr- the yep. freak show or whatever. Um, and then who do we, that was 2017, I think. That's very specific. Yeah. But uh, Corey was there for it. He like stayed with me or whatever. So I kind of remember, but yeah, um, yeah, those are. I love the. I love the side stage yeah. over there. That's like my favorite. Except if you see someone in the afternoon, it's like right when the sun beats down. Oh yeah, and I've that's like gotten that's so rough. red there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's rough. It's a rough time being, you know, an adult. Yeah, kind of things. <laughs> Sunburn.
1: Yeah, I saw Burn. Pop for the first time. Like, it was when their first album was the only album they had out, and like they were at the smaller stage, and that was sick because it was like. Was
0: that in Humble Park by Jason? I think
1: it was. Yeah.
0: It was either that or it was the first that. year. As a do-
1: oh, yeah. It must have been it's, Humboldt Park. I feel Park like you did.
0: And it was. There's so many trees. I remember that. Yeah. I, yeah. It was I, in that yeah. same little
1: side area. And I also saw yeah. Lemuria do a set at, probably that same year. And it's like oh, that wow, crowd Maria. size at a festival is like perfect. It's like.
2: It is. If it were a
1: venue, it would be fucking packed to the gills, but it's not like the overwhelming amount of people that is like one of the bigger stages. And it's like. Yeah. My. Probably three, my three favorite sets that I've seen at Riot Fest were the Ergs, Pup, and Lemuria, and they were all at those, like, that size of stage.
0: That's awesome. I guess Jawbreaker I... was at
1: a huge stage, and that, that is oh, up yeah. there for sure, but, yeah, I love the smaller um, stages.
0: So much fun, and, like, it's it's so nice if you, if there's a band you like there early, minus the sunburn, like, because nobody else, everyone's too tired to go, and, like, get <laughs> like a little intimate set to yourself. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Without ever really being into them before and very into them now, um, Glassjaw played that small stage uh, and like at the end of the night on like night one, it was like Friday. And um, do you listen to Glassjaw or did you ever back in the day listen to them? No,
1: I think I've probably checked them out once but like I couldn't name a song of theirs.
0: The album they play, it's like their super popular album. They like did like an album set, you know? Mm. Um, What is that album called? And I had never really listened to them before. Worship and Tribute, that's the album. I never really listened to them, and I was getting free beers all day, and I mistakenly <laughs> took full advantage of that. But like I was just like tired at the end and kind of just like loopy. Yeah. Like I'm not even drunk anymore because it all sweated out of me. I was just like loopy. Mm-hmm. And we like got to that. We got to that set, and oh, I should have like, if I knew we were gonna talk about this, I would've queued up like the opening track. But the, it was just the coolest, like set ever for not knowing. It's actually probably like one of my favorite sets at Riot Fest. It was just such a sick set and everyone around us was so pumped to like watch it. And like I felt their energy and I was like, I'm excited. I too. love that.
1: Like that is yes. that's the best part of going to a festival. is like discovering a band through the people that are like really fucking into it.
0: Yeah. Like Ruben just was like, oh gosh, I was playing. I'm like, oh okay there's no one else I want to see right now. It's the end of the night. And like we just walked over and my mind was blown. I brought my cousin over with me too because he was like what are you guys doing I'm like we're just going over here whatever and we were all like jaw dropped like watching them the entire time and we're like holy fuck these guys are so good and um their music is so cool and like kind of like Matthew at some parts Matthew's I'm not a musician I don't know what I'm talking about but, like <laughs> it was to the point where I like stared at like the group I was at I was like there's only one guitar player on stage and like, yeah I'm like that's crazy like they were just so tight, and it was, like, so hazy and at the end of the night. It was so cool. Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever get that cool experience again, but, man. That's really tight. tight. Um, yeah. If you're like me and you never got to the last time, man, Worship and you, that's a tight album. Would you want to that's play uh, the first
1: track off of it, which appears to be Tip Your Bartender?
0: I would love to, and I want you, when you're listening, everybody, <laughs> imagine not knowing who this is. It's pitch black on stage when they're starting. And immediately this this power just overwhelms you. And that then ah I'm so excited <laughs> for this to happen. Alright, alright. Worship uh, or ah, no, don't, do that. No. Draw my headphones, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tip Your Bartender by Glassjaw.
2: Woo! They want more! They want more!
0: And the crowd went wild.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can picture that, like opening a set like that at night, and that probably brought the house down.
0: Oh my god, it was so sick, and like just like the the crowd was just so cool to be a part of. And I'm like, oh, this is this is neat. This is life changing. And ever since then, I've listened to that album a lot. I listen to it and I'm running all the time. It's so energetic and awesome and. Now, like, it's weird listening to it live and then, like, listening to it recording. They did a really good job. Like, I'm like, God, I remember hearing this and feeling the same things I'm feeling listening to the recorded version. Like, they hit every, like, level of emotion live. And it was, man, so sick. It's so nice to talk about this. <laughs> makes me feel something I haven't felt in a year.
1: <laughs> it kind God. of reminds me of um, Every Time I Die at parts, like, that mm-hmm. kind of complexity
0: yeah, it's um definitely like birth from the same like era, you mm-hmm. know, like that album was from 2002, I think. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, all that, uh, all that fun stuff back then, for sure. It was a good
1: time in music.
0: Yeah. Are you trying to transition into the Every Time I Die song? I, I wasn't <laughs> trying <laughs> to,
1: but we, we can go there if you want. I, I've got a couple more tracks on the playlist than you, so I don't want to, no, let's do it. Let's you go All right, so go play, all, right
0: all right. So AWOL is the second song we're gonna play, and I heard it I think I talked about it on one of our episodes. I'm like, oh, I heard their newest single on the telethon that they did or whatever. Uh-huh. like it's so tight, I wish we had it to play right now. And guess what? We have it now. <laughs> this album's gonna be tight. Yeah, I keep saying that tight, I'm, but like I'm excited. it's gonna be so good. Yeah. And uh every time it dies, always a good time. Um Yeah, there's not much else to say. Should we just uh should we just keep this party going? Let's just
1: fucking do it, man.
0: Alright, this is AWOL by Every Time I Die. the as of the mosh pits for the oh, first concert. I'm, I'm I going
1: nowhere near the front of the stage
0: <laughs> With all this rage locked up yeah, it, people are gonna feel it in their bones yeah. and go crazy <laughs> god that one's a, a fucking slammer oh too. yeah
1: I love the artwork that they have for Isn't these cool? singles like I it's just very like just kind of 80s retro yeah. weird fantasy looking like I'm I'm very excited for Whatever it ends up being.
0: It's like being inside a pinball machine. Totally. I love the artwork, and I love what you did with the artwork when we reviewed, um, what's it called? Uh, Parts Unknown? Is that what it's called? Uh, from Parts Unknown. I love that album art, and then you put like a lightsaber in there or something, <laughs> like, and you put it on our website, and I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> but it is kind of like the same, not the same colors, but the same a uh, movie theater floor looking, uh, uh, scale. that's, exact, that's <laughs> exactly that's exactly what it is like
1: a movie theater that like you know the carpet is just nasty because it's really old right that's don't pick to- up the popcorn yeah. you've dropped for yeah. Sure.
0: hell yeah yeah i'm uh very stoked i would if they're not gonna live i guess i feel like the timeline that everyone's saying now is like fall we should be able to theoretically see a concert um at least maybe in an outdoor setting yeah and uh where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, if if it's further than that, I hope that they put out another like live stream thing because that was a treat or in an absolute absolute riot to watch. Um, that band is a band just it's they're too cool. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I hate how incredible they are and their fan base is wild. I'm gonna. I'm in a Facebook group that if you're an Every Time I Die fan, maybe you're in it too. It's called E-Tidiots. So uh, you know, the acronym of an I-O-T-S. Um, and it is some of the most funny people I've ever seen. And they're all so cool. Like, um, They're just very supportive. And like clearly tons of them have met in person before. And then if we're really getting cooking this year, I really want to go to their um, Tid the Season that happens every Christmas. Oh my Christmas. God, that's like,
1: very clever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, put that on the agenda for uh, in Buffalo, New York. So it's oh, going nice. to be a, a frosty festival, um, if it happens. So they do it every year. They do, like, a, a riverboat concert every year. Like, I've always wanted to, like, get really more into them and, like, go to these things. Because I'm like, God, this band is the best. They just deserve whatever fa- – what the fans, lo- the fans love, they deserve 110%. It's just so cool. But, um – yeah, <laughs> my little energy verse about every time I die nice. for y'all. We just talked about glass, Sean, and I'm all jacked up. Totally. I didn't even notice I'm in pitch black over yeah, here. Yeah, it's getting
1: <laughs> pretty dark over on your end.
0: I'm gonna turn a light on.
1: <laughs> there we go. God,
0: what happened?
1: Uh-oh. Oh. Um, it's it's interesting that you say that about like being in a supportive Facebook group because I. Checked out my first kind of live stream events this past month. I went to Lookout Records that I talked about last episode. They did their mm-hmm. like Zoom concert, which was very cool. Like, nice. it's impressive that they pulled it off because they had artists from, you know, all over the country like jumping in and playing a couple of songs. And like, it went off without a hitch. It was really impressive. And it was like, they, you know, asked people to keep their cameras on and like, you you know, people would ask questions to the artist. They would do like a little Q&A after each set and people would talk in the chat about stuff. And like, it was very cool to be a part of. And I also checked out, um, Laura Jane Grace did a like DJ set at House of Vans where she like cool. just spent like an hour or two playing a couple songs and that had a chat. And like, it was so cool to be in the chat, like just talking with people. Cause like, especially if you're like an introverted person being at a show, you're like, Oh, I, I could like be such good friends with all of these people, but like, there's no fucking way in hell I'm just gonna walk up to a stranger and be like, "Right, cool shirt. Did you have you heard this album?" Like, <laughs> I would never. I'm just gonna be here in the corner, like peeling the label off my beer bottle. <laughs> so, like, it was so cool to be like having the the digital wall in front of me that like made me not feel self conscious and like, yeah, just like chatting and interacting with people like that. Like, it felt so good. Maybe it's because I'm like starved for social contact but like it was a very cool aspect of it and i definitely like i think lookout is doing another zoom show soon uh laura jane grace is doing another dj set i think this week so like i'm definitely gonna check that out again because it was like it was it felt the community aspect of being in the punk scene like i had been missing that and it was it was nice to feel like a part of that again it's
0: almost like this was uh kind of a you know doing the Stuff remotely was a cool opportunity for people that are more, like, introverted. Because you can connect. People are forced to connect now. Totally. Without the face-to-face interaction. And I think it will be, like, almost like a blank canvas for, like, making friends again in music. And, like, getting to know each other a lot. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that you bring that up. And from that perspective, too. Like, I know what you mean. And I'm friends with some people, like, on Facebook and platforms. From, like, maybe booking their band. Or, like, they'd added me because I was a promoter or something. And, like, we have a lot in common, I can tell, like, digitally. Like, yeah. Like, from what they post. And I'm like, how do I say, like, do you want to be friends in real life? (laughs) Like, we'd probably be really good friends or whatever. Um, But I think people are more open to that. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, I've known you for a long time and haven't deleted you, obviously. Because, like, we have things in common and I see that. So, I don't know. It's interesting. People should just, like, we always encourage people to be their best, I feel like, on this podcast. And it's like, you know what? Make some friends. It's okay. It's okay. We all want it. Right. We all want to, like, make more friends, you know. So, that's cool. On that House of Vans platform, I Bucket of Blood actually bringing them back up. Uh, got to do either a DJ set or an interview. I oh, think cool. this week is that something that you've noticed that like Vans is doing more of, like just like streaming. Do they always have a radio station going, or is it like events? Like House of Vans would normally have events, so they're doing like digital platforms. I think or- it's
1: probably that because I know they were doing like free shows for a while. Like Lawrence Arms played a show there a couple years ago. Yeah. That um. I should have gone to, but did not like, I, I'm I'm doomed to never see Lawrence Arms live. I think what I just like, there's been so many opportunities for me to see them and I either haven't been able to, or been like, ah, next time. Like Dude,
0: I, Lawrence Arms is my most seen band I know, in I, like, my life. <laughs> I've
1: seen Brendan Kelly live, like just by yeah. himself, but like, I've, I've still not seen the Lawrence Arms live and like, I gotta, I gotta rectify
0: that. I thought the joke just applied to the Christmas shows. Nope. I didn't know nope. this is something that you like legit have not standing. seen them. Yeah, I know. That's got to be priority number 1. I know. In this friendship alone very <laughs> soon, very very soon. And then reminding you, so that's number 1. Number 2 is making sure you see every Cult of Luna performance also. Yes, that's true. From this point forward and not forgetting it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that- Dude,
0: I'm blown. How did I not know this already prior to this episode? I know. I'm blown. Blown away. Blown away I know by this information
1: <laughs> yeah i i uh there's no excuse there's i've had plenty of opportunities to see them and just like there's one time that i like had tickets to the war on christmas and then i had to travel mm. for work so i had to sell them but there's been plenty of other times where it's just been like ah see them next yeah. i'll get them next time
0: <laughs> don't worry there'll definitely be a next time again Yeah, too, i mean so. at least they
1: have a new album out that they will hopefully have to support live so i like I will definitely see them, whatever show that is.
0: Yeah. My cousin went to that show, I think. And that's how I learned about House of Vans. And I was like, because I was like, where are you? Like, when has there ever been, like, a skate ramp in a concert venue? Right. What is this? warp Tour circa 2000? <laughs> yes. Like, what is this? And then I learned about it. And I'm like, wow. But what I don't understand about it, and if anyone would like to let me know, that would be great. So you can reserve your ticket through, like, through like do312.com, I think is, like, that, like, They help like free events get an idea. I would assume from like a promoter standpoint, they probably help free events get an idea of how many people to expect or whatever. Uh So you can reserve a ticket, but then like you still have to wait outside and you might get in and hopefully you've made a reservation when you've walked up to the door. I'm like, I need to know. Yeah, that's confusing. It feels like it should be one or the other. And there is that novelty, though. I think I was telling you about when me and Bo went to, like, a $10 cash show with the Metro for, like, harm oh, and yeah. stuff. There is that novelty of, like, am I going to get in? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm standing outside in line. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's then. like, like that's a film cool. festival
1: or something.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, I really want to check out House of Vans. I think that's such a cool thing. And I like Vans as a company a lot. I never wore Vans until I was, like, older. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, and like the reason I started is because like they started being marketed as like, oh, do you want to go to a show but still be comfortable <laughs> and not hate yourself the next day? Here's the van's classics to support totally. your thirty plus year old feet. Can't
1: do that in Converse. <laughs> no fucking right No arch support in those bad boys.
0: The damage has been done, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Flat feet galore yeah. across the scene. Um, but I always do. Like Vans makes a good effort to like support local artists. I think mm-hmm. House of Vans Chicago had like art festivals too and stuff. And I'm like, what a cool company. Who'd think we talk about a corporation on here? I know one? we're I'm such like, yeah.
1: Send us some free shit, Vans.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. This was an unsolicited plug yeah. <laughs> for something you for 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 attention you didn't need. If we don't but, <laughs> get
1: a pair of shoes each in the next week, I'm cutting this part out.
0: Hell yeah, we we need those like custom ones too that say like boxcar on yeah
1: or give us those i have metro
0: ones i'd like some box <laughs> <ones>. anyway
1: <laughs> um so i've got another track to play from a bay area hardcore band called torso which not
0: is not afi <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not even bay area anymore like those are la no. boys through and through yeah yeah <laughs> It's like, (laughs) it occurred to me the last time I listened to Very Proud of You like a couple weeks ago because I have it on vinyl. And like, it occurred to me that when you talk about like old AFI versus new AFI, it's basically like if there was just like a generic rock band. Like if you listen to The Shins and you're like, did you know the bass player from The Shins used to be in a punk band called Scared of Shaka? Like, did you know the lead singer? Did you know the guys in AFI used to be in a hardcore band called (laughs) AFI? Like, they're two different bands. There's no reason to... It's like that
0: old lady meme. I think I've said to you, like, yeah, you AFI did. used to be a punk fan. You're <laughs> like, okay, grandma, let's get you to bed.
1: It's like, <laughs> and I mean, they, like, kind of even have changed names because AFI used to stand for, like...
0: A fire inside.
1: It, it Well, it used to stand for, like, asking for it or... Anthems really? For, yeah, like, there are all these...
0: A, wow, new trivia. <laughs> I
1: remember, like, on the forums or whatever, like, that I used to be a part of, people were like, yeah, it used to stand for asking for it or anthems for insubordinates, and that was just, like, the... People just in the know knew that.
0: Yeah. And the then when people I People that like saw that yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: And then like in interviews and shit, they're like, no, it's always been a, a fire inside. We've always, it's only ever been a fire inside. <laughs> but when I was listening to the record, I was looking at the liner notes and it's like, it says at the bottom, like, you know, copyright asking for it or whatever. It's wow. like...
0: Wow. It's like,
1: don't try to fucking pull one over on me, Fuck. dude.
0: Fuck. You're blowing my mind right now with I all know, these facts. Crazy. Um... I was just about to say something about AFI, and now I'm blanking. Do you follow an Instagram page called Old Chicago Flyers?
1: No, but I need to.
0: I will send one to you. It blows my... I guess... So back in the day, they used to like... Like the Fireside Bowl, and I think Mm -hmm. the Chicago Reader used to put all the shows together like in one thing. They just say date, like 9 slash 13, AFI, blah, blah, blah. And AFI's... a a ton of stuff and i'm like how did they how did vans back then afford to come like bi-monthly to these cities like just in a van like fuck it like i know that's that's a long
1: trip like they must have been fucking exhausted all the time
0: right no one i'm so bummed i was not
1: here like yeah right
0: (laughs) can't party that much
1: (laughs) i like i wish i had been in the scene when fireside bowl was a thing because it's like it feels like Anybody that was anybody at that time played Fireside
0: Bowl. Yeah, there was also growing up by me Knights of Columbus in Arlington Heights. Mm. That was also super popular with like touring bands, like underground bands. Like, I mean, Rise Against is from Arlington Heights. They played there a ton of times, and like, it's just that this Instagram page. I mean, if if you're listening from any city, it's just a trip to see what bands played together too back then, Uh and like how often they were touring. And some of them are are still doing it and killing it. Um, but yeah, anywho, I'll send that to you. Cool. But um, what Bay Area hardcore band do you have to bring to the table today? Uh,
1: they're a band called Torso, whose name nice. is spelled in the most metal way possible with like all the diacritics and stuff. Um, but they have a new seven inch out this month called Home Wrecked, which I nice. really, really like. So...
0: Aggressive across the board. Yeah,
1: it it really is. It's like punch-in-the-face type of music. I'm going to get punched. So here's Home Wrecked by Torso.
0: That really <laughs> was really, really good. Dude, right? A man, I am just, like, floored that this music exists. Dude, and I know. And like, shut up, Kelly, you noob. Like, there's tons of bands like this. But, like, I don't... They don't make their way to me all the time. Yeah. And wow. Yeah.
1: It's Thank a, you. you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I mean, I had not Holy heard shit. of them before. I was kind of just, like, checking out what new stuff was coming out. And I saw them, and they remind me of a couple bands that if you like this you should definitely check out um, Career Suicide who are from Toronto and cool. uh, Direct Control who I, f- I forget where they're from but they like it's kind of like this throwback type of hardcore but yeah it's like it's so just kind of simplified but really really well executed like just it's, what was it's the
0: second band I'm sorry direct, Career Suicide.
1: Direct Control is the other one
0: Direct Control
1: um, but yeah, they're, they're, those are both worth checking out. Career Suicide is like, you know, I don't think they have many songs that are over like a minute long, but they're they're really good.
0: Direct controls about. This is hardcore punk freak freakies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I assume that's them.
1: That's them for sure.
0: Nice. I'll have to listen. That's very, very cool. Um, I have never been more motivated to take glucosamine to take care of my knee health until I heard the song, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta get ready to two-step into oh like, for definitely. sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's Brace gonna. I, I'm psyched for for them to hopefully tour and come near us because like yeah, that that is like, it's it's like mainlining just adrenaline. It's it's very wow. intense, and I I love it. I'm like. Totally here for it.
0: See, that's I, like it's like we were just talking about like missing out on like those those bands, and it's like oh, I'll, I'll, it, it hurts me to think like I'll never see AFI play that music, and davy havoc is definitely not open to it ever, and like no now way. I get to experience it on a different level. Like I yeah. just get to see this carnage in front of me, and I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah, it's so incredible. <laughs> that's like how I feel about like finally seeing Drain for the first time when mm-hmm. we can. It's just like. I can't wait. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to feel rejuvenated by, totally. these, by these youths.
1: <laughs> I love the youths.
0: The youths. I'm a big fan. Um, very, very cool. Wow.
1: Yeah, they've got like, I don't think they have any full lengths out, but they've got a couple EPs in seven inches and they have an EP called um, Build and Break that I bought on Bandcamp that's very good. So yeah. Nice. I'm excited to see more stuff from them.
0: Very, very cool. What's uh? What else is on your list here?
1: Well, I've got one track left on here that is uh from a new album by a band. I think it's maybe a debut album from a band called Cheekface. Um nice. Who I again, I think I just was like looking at new releases coming out and saw this was a newer one. Um so I checked it out and it like it took a bit to grow on me, but I really really enjoy it now. It's like very kind of sarcastic lyrics like <laughs> kind of spoken more than it's sung a lot of the time, but it's, like, got just enough, like, like hooky kind of melodies in there to keep you listening to it and not being just, you know, talking or something like that. Like, it kind of reminds me of Pavement a little bit, and... Oh, okay. Like, the lyrics remind me of... Did you ever get into LCD Sound System?
0: Only, like, the songs everybody plays. Okay. And, uh, they're, they're cool. I just never, like, dove past that threshold.
1: Like, the lyrics... Like the writing style reminds me a little bit of that. It's like very kind of sardonic, like clever, not super poetic, just like, I don't know, speaks speaks to real life a little bit. And like, it's very, okay. very current. Like, I, I don't know how well it's going to age, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Like it, you can't listen to it and think it's from any time other than like 2020. Like, it's just okay. very like, there's a lot of just contemporary references in there. Um, but I like that about it because not a lot of people do that, and I think they do it in a way that works really well. Yeah, right. Um So here's Call Your Mom from Emphatically <laughs> No.
3: A microdose of friendship. I'm right twice a day. Who's the Russian oligarch now? The old felt latte. the undercover cops. Here comes another sleepless night. Rise and then shine to the DVD menu You ever open both of your eyes at the same time Only to find you got a cheek-faced lyric based hat They hold hands as she reaches for the pasta While we wait in line for our participation trophies Waiting until we get hungry again Leave the tap running at the fountain of friends Keep the receipts if you want to return Life's gift to the mall A canary in a gold mine An ivy drip of kindness Quick, touch all the dogs. No late capitalism, well I'm talking. Life's raised uncles. their ice cream shop is closed. Beer served as well for quite some time. Now we grow our own kale and live our lives. They want your attention 24-7. Resistance is easy, call your mom. They hold hands as she reaches for the pasta, while we wait in line for our participation trophies. Waiting until we get hungry again. Leave the tap running at the fountain friends. Seats. If you want to return last gift to the mall, a canary in a gold mine. the tavern, running at the of friends keep the receipts if you want to return life's gift to the mall a canary and a gold mine
1: what'd you think of that
0: this would be funny <laughs> quick touch all the dogs
1: yeah like there's so many lyrics in there like it to me feels like if twitter was a band it would be this band <laughs> like there's another shit. this song before this uh on the album it has a line that's like i'm furiously jeweling on the cafe patio (laughs) and like don't want to hug don't want to talk to a dude i'll be in the corner bring me water and food like it's just it's very funny music but it's not like it it's very silly but it's also very like i had the melodies from some of these songs stuck in my head like it's that's a very (laughs) tricky balance to to achieve and i think they have hit it
0: that's really funny um I like that I I, I could get on board sometimes with like roasting um, the younger TikTok generation a little bit, but yeah. like the things, like the jokes that people make about stereotypical millennials, I'll like shrug about it because I'll be like, well, yeah, well, those things are nice to do or like, right. like, like the, the jokes about like arriving late with iced coffee or whatever. I'm just like, well, yeah. Why, why wouldn't like, I do that? Like, right, like I'm just like I embrace it now. I'm just yeah. like so. Like, <laughs> and I feel like this is kind of that attitude. Like for sure, ah, for I'm sure. Gonna, I'm gonna touch the dogs. I'm yeah. gonna go to the mall and return shit. And yeah, be exactly. Antisocial. And like I'm like, "Oh, ah, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, it it feels very like resigned to being a millennial in the year 2021. Like mm-hmm. it's
0: gotta embrace it.
1: Yeah, it, I I. <laughs> really wound up digging it like the first time i listened to it i was like i don't know if this is going to be for me but like it 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 grabbed me it's great
0: that's awesome um that's it's so different than everything else you've talked about well. yeah it, <laughs> it's, it's uh but i wasn't expecting it <laughs> which of
1: these things is not like the other moment for right. sure
0: i think wholeheartedly actually this whole episode has been full of a variety like wow yes that's if you know like one thing you heard today stick around for next episode <laughs> <I was laughs> yeah it was a real like, food pyramid listening. of music definitely absolutely with like fucked up if you listen to the whole song that's like the grain section yeah the big yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> can
1: I remember if that's yeah. supposed to be on the bottom of the pyramid or the top and what if the bottom means you're supposed to eat more of it or less <laughs> i have not thought the, about the food pyramid in a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you're right that's because it's the best one
0: correct it that's, sure that's the one day. you're supposed to
1: eat first every day you start with absolutely. ice cream and with bread
0: that's pretty good. Huh? That sounds like a nice time. I just bought some Americone today because I'm like, hmm, why not? Hell it's yeah. an excellent flavor. <laughs> and
1: we we love to support Ben and Jerry's.
0: Hell yeah. Good Social voice. Justice good Warriors,
1: Je- Ben and Jerry's.
0: Till the end. There's a few Ben and Jerry's locations, I think, still in Chicagoland. Alta. That'd be kind of cool to go to. There's like one in Glenview, I think. But nice. uh, they used to be everywhere, I remember. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Now although.
1: everybody gets their ice cream from Amazon.
0: Oh, I hope not. No,
1: I don't think that's... At least I, here. I don't know how you would do that. Although we've been doing do Whole Foods delivery
0: for uh, our groceries, yeah.
1: and it's I feel like such a fucking sellout. Like, <laughs> I feel like such a piece of garbage. But what am I going to do? It's not safe to go to the grocery store.
0: It's true. I will drop off groceries to you guys if you want, if you're ever looking for something. <laughs> Thank you. you and you don't want to give your money to the base. <laughs> <laughs> um... A hot topic right now in Chicago is, like, I guess all these, like, mystery properties kept getting, buy, kept getting, kept getting bought up. Like, uh, there's, like, vacant banks, like a U.S. bank. Over over by me, there's one at, like, Lawrence and Western. And then there's another one in North Center. And they think it's going to be Amazon grocery stores. Oh. And so everyone's freaking out. And nobody, the planners won't say what it is. And everyone's, like, kind of flipping out. And I'm like... Just don't shop, just don't shop there. Like just don't do it when it opens. I know it's like I won't be even. able to help
1: myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: like that's the, what it sounds the like. like are I don't want so it there good. either. Right. Right. Like I don't want to go either. Like so I won't or I don't want it there because like it doesn't belong with like Lincoln Square and anywhere in Chicago actually. Kind to think of it like I don't know. It's it's weird enough to get new targets in places. I'm like yeah. this used to be blah blah blah. Yeah.
1: I, um, I'm very sick of uh, yeah. of targets in places where they don't feel like they should be. But what whatever. That's <laughs>
0: true. <laughs> Who I go cares? to neighborhoods I haven't been in a long time and, and there's usually a target there now. And yeah. It's like awkward. And it just it fills in the place that it takes. It doesn't take a new shape. It just filled it in and all of a sudden there's like target stuff everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, wow.
1: Although that target by team? our old place on Bittersweet, that was pretty handy to have there. Oh, off Wilson? Yeah.
0: That one is pretty awesome. And it was like the clo- it was the first closest one, and yeah. now they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, but uh,
1: Target sold anywho, that's out.
0: Enough. Yeah, but now it's gonna be the good guy compared to the Amazon stores. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: Anywho, that was a little unpunk rock. Sorry, everyone. Being that's alright. I, I think
1: that that is our <laughs> signal that we've run out of punk rock to talk about today. So that's
0: true. We have to go back to our normy, our normy uh, parts of our days. Now. <laughs> I got to
1: put my khakis back on.
0: Right. I have to go. Um, I can't think
1: of anything. That was a terrific yes and. Very nice. Well, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at Boxcar Podcast. We can also be emailed if that's how you choose to communicate, uh, boxcarpodcast at gmail.com. And you can go to boxcarpodcast.com, the domain for which we don't own anymore. So you can check out whatever is squatting there in our place.
0: I don't know if it works. Yeah, I think I, I clicked it the other day, and it's yeah, nothing.
1: It's nothing. It's still on the artwork for our uh, our podcast, like our oh, album nice. artwork. Oh, still yes. has our, the URL that points to nothing. So I got to update that one <laughs> yeah. these days.
0: I'll oh, get around to it. It's okay. One step at a time. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Hang in there, everyone. I'm sure. we we'll talked about some some stuff about shows and the future and winter. But just yeah, hang in there. Things are on the horizon. Yeah, listen to all this cool new music and get excited with. Yeah, us. get it's excited be, about seeing
1: it live at some point. Yeah, and we can all Hell see yeah. and meet each other, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great.
0: Yeah, well, till next time, friends.
1: Fare thee well, my buddies. Fare thee well.